Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin, and my guest today is motivational speaker and award-winning author of the book, Dropping Jewels, Kendra Hall. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Uh, I've been trying to get this done for a long time, and I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thank you so much for thinking of me. I love your your podcast. It's amazing. So it definitely is an honor to be on your podcast. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Um, you know, I heard you actually heard you on another podcast and your journey is very interesting. You had your first child at 14. What was that feeling like? Well, I mean, I had my first child at 14 definitely is a huge, huge, huge part of um, the start of my journey in essence. Um, but to kind of even backtrack a little before then, before I got pregnant, you know, I came from a two-parent household. Um, my, my parents were very much into education. My parents had their masters. I was an upper middle class. And life was more cushy, in essence. But I was, my parents were very focused on education. So every time I had school, there was always school after school. So I was always, always learning. My parents were extremely, extremely strict. I was always at church. So I was at church Monday, Wednesday. Saturday, Sunday, twice. <laughs> if anybody from the church world understands what that's like on the usher, you know, junior usher and uh, lead in the youth group choir and uh, evangelizing on Saturdays with youth group and all of that. So I had a, a very busy, busy schedule. In addition to that, my parents were uh, strict, very, like I said, very, very strict. We all had to play instruments. So we had to practice an hour a day after school. That was mandatory. There was limited television. Uh, we had to read the dictionary at least a half hour to an hour a day, and we were quizzed on it. So my parents were not playing <laughs> playing with me. And my father would even do surprise book bag checks. So there was just no free time for me as a youth, you know, from, um, you know, and to me being a early teenager. So I met this boy and we hit it off at 12. We actually uh, had our first church behind, uh, had our first kiss rather, behind the uh, van at the church <laughs> at, behind, after you group. So, <laughs> so we were hiding and sneaking around. And, and you know, from, from 12 to when we decided one day we were gonna skip school and we were gonna have sex. And so I was a virgin. He was more experienced, but he was only, uh, he was only 14 and I was 13 at the time. So we skipped school, lost my virginity and come to find out I'm pregnant. First time having sex. What would, you know, come on. <laughs> that should have scarred you, I'm sure, man. Yes, yes, you know, definitely scarred me. I, you know, that was not something that was a thought after for some, you know, for, for a little bit of time, you know, so, you know, for some time. So I think that um, you have to, to kind of see a little bit of the background to see how that kind of came about of the pregnancy. Um, so when I got pregnant, my parents, boy, oh boy, I, I told them I hit it for months, months, months. I finally told them and when I was probably, probably like six months pregnant or something. And, um, you know, my parents did not take it well. 
long story short, they put me out of my craftmatic bed, if those who remember craftmatic beds. <laughs> and I was thrust into poverty. And, um, you know, where I was moved to, which was another, another relative's house, I was living next to a crack house now. Um, I didn't know it at the time. Uh, I was thrust from a suburban life to a city life. So that's a, another huge change that I went through of not even knowing what or having been to a corner store because um, I had to drive my, you know, ride my bike forever to get to a store where I was from. So it was just a big shock for, to me as far as just life in general, um, being pregnant and being in the city. Um, I had a relative show me the bus route one time because I went to a transitional school they put me in while I was there in um, the city. And they said, you catch this bus one time, I'll show you this route one time and you better not forget it because you're gonna be on your own from now. So I had to, <laughs> I was thrust to the wolves boy in, in, in so many different ways. And I was taken from that craftmatic bed and I was placed in the basement on a, a small pallet of blankets with, you know, mice around at night biting at me, you know, like it was, it was rough, you know, so life was not easy being a pregnant young person at all. So, yeah. I'm going to ask you, so when you, like, I'm going to ask a, a question. So when you were, you know, you, you kind of, it seemed like you were more curious. Do you think if your parents wasn't so strict and, and kind of was a little more lax, do you think you would have been as curious as you was? Or? Um, I think that I honestly feel like if they were more lax and I honestly feel like if they trusted me, that was the big thing, you know, the control part. I wanted to have a little bit of peace of me. And when you have, when your parents are ultra controlling, it's sometimes hard to find that little piece of yourself that you can hold on to that makes you you. And, you know, you're always looking to find this little piece of yourself. And sometimes I think uh, as a young person, since you don't, you can't really uh, express your emotions at times, um, to, to where they really are effective, uh, you start to look outwardly for, for things that are going to fulfill you. You know, that's gonna fulfill that little, that void that you have within. And that to me was this, you know, this young man at the time. Definitely. So you, you, had, you had kids at an early age and you know, most times people look at that and like, oh, she's gonna fail, she's gonna do this, she's gonna do that. Did you have a lot of that around you? I had a lot of that around. I can't tell you how much of, of, of a downer <laughs> that was. At, and at the same time, I was, I, I just became very angry, internally angry. And it became, a, okay, I can't do it. I'm, go I'm going to do it just because, you know, I want to do this. And so I became more headstrong and more persistent and more determined to do the things that I thought were going to be better for me and to make, to give me whatever freedom or control that I thought that this decision would have. So I definitely, um, you know, I, I fought for my control in, in life at that time. So how did you, you know, how did you stay motivated? Because I'm sure with everything going on and, the, the life circumstances how did you just continue to pick yourself up and stay motivated well keeping keeping in mind that i was already motivated because that's how my parents raised me my parents raised me to be motivated my their parents my parents raised me to research they re, they raised me to um you know be observant and and, and all and analyze 
certain situations as well. Um, so I did have a strong foundation. I think that was super, super helpful, um, bef you know, in terms of me just having that internal drive um, because it was just something that I already did. I was used to waking up super early in the morning um, and I was just more disciplined. So I just had to become even more disciplined and that's what I did. But I was just always motivated because I wanted more. So even though people were, you know, would down me or were um, mainly adults, I would say as a young person, it was a lot of adults um, that I had problems with because um, I would say that some of the male adults wanted to try to take advantage of me. Uh, so I had to be always on guard for that. Um, I had a you know situation even with you know just different situations with with um, people who felt as though they would they wanted to try to take advantage. So I had to always, like I said, um, just kind of either learn from mistakes or um, just be on guard as a young girl, you know, out, out here on your own. So those to me are, were like the more uh, critical things um, of just more so not even the downing part was, which was kind of, like I said, it was, it wasn't amazing, but it was more so the safety portion of things. You know, you have to be safe when you're out there as a young, young woman and just a young person in general out on your own. Yeah. I mean, of course, definitely for, especially being a woman, that's, that's definitely going and have right. more of an impact. So looking back, because you've done, you know, you've 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 had time, you've been look, you've had time to reflect. How do you feel that looking back? How do you feel that has helped you develop as a woman? All of your experiences. I definitely feel like, to me, these experiences have allowed me to grow in ways that I wouldn't have, you know, thought to have grown. And and, and in addition to that, I think that. Um, and let me just give you an example to, to narrow it down. I would say like, I, I went through a situation at 16 and I was in a domestic violence shelter. So that's one of the other things that um, I speak on to is domestic violence. So I was in a domestic violence shelter and because actually I was thrown through a window, it was, it was craziness. I put some of that in my book as well. Yes, at, at 16. So I met this young woman while I was in this shelter who was, really changed a lot of my thought process. She helped me to think differently by introducing more of uh, deductive reasoning, um, critical thinking skills. We went through, we would go through scenarios with, with one another and uh, she would tell me, hey, what would you do in this made up scenarios and so on and so forth. So it was really helpful with um, strengthening my critical thinking skills and so forth. So I think that there were some pivotal moments and, and, and extremely important people that I came across during my journey, you know, to become where, to be where I'm at now, that helped me along the way. Uh, and, and their experiences, they were so generous to share with me, really helped me to, to be the, a, a, a better version, a much better version of myself time after time again. That's great. I mean, just to have that, that good, you know, was considering everything just to have that good support system and somebody who could actually give you some good sign advice. That's great. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you meet these different people along the, along the way and they may not stay long or they may stay long. You don't know. But the important thing is that is that you learn the lesson that uh, they were put in your life for you to, to learn. So each person sees, you know, it's a lesson or blessing is what they say. Sometimes both. Uh, 
Um, I always say it's really, it's a blessing either way, because no matter what you're leveling up, you're learning something, uh, you're, you're, you're just, you're in a different state of mind um, whenever you're able to share the, the, wealth, the wealth and knowledge of someone else, um, you know, the wealth of knowledge of someone else and that they're able to share and, um, you know, lift you up at the same time. Definitely. So the project, we, I mentioned in the intro, Dropping Jewels, how did you come to develop that? So Dropping Jewels, I love, love, love um, working on this project. Uh, this was my first book. And what I've always, I've always been a writer. I, um, when I went to college, my background is, is, is law and justice. And uh, so I always would contribute to the law journal, uh, during um, school, I was the editor of the um, the paper, you know, the school paper. And uh, even before then, I would submit poems to Highlights magazines when I was a young girl, if, if you remember Highlights magazine. So I've always been an avid. <laughs> so I've always been a, you know, I, and so I would get my little poems published and I'd be so happy. But I was always a, a strong writer and I always loved to write. And coming from a mother who was an educator, it made sense because everything was very much critiqued. So, and, and I had to write things out all the time and, uh, and do extra book reports and all of that. So um, I think that having that uh, type of background already opened me up to the riches of, of what the arts, um, riches of the arts. And so I've always had a love for books. I've always had a love for writing. Why not uh, take this knowledge and share it with other young women, especially when I think of, think back of all the, the young women that I came across as a young person, they needed this book. They need this book, <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, I definitely feel like there's so many jewels that are dropped in this book that are going to um, bring your awareness of life um, into a, a new dimension. So I think that it's important. It's a very important read, not only for girls, but for people in general. I've had great feedback from men and women and, you know, young women, women and young men. So it's a, it's a great book to read and to really help you to strengthen your critical thinking skills. Now, and it's faith-based too. So it is a faith-based book. I can't, can't forget that part. Definitely. Yeah, you, <laughs> you um, I know you go, I'm sure, you know, you've had success with this project and now I'm sure you're getting ready to work on something else. So what's the next project you're working on? Well, I'm working on my second book right now and um, I have a, some amazing speaking events coming up. I'm doing the first Black Author Book Drive in Philadelphia on February 22nd. So make sure you go and check that out. In addition, I'm doing a an evening with authors, um, which is a, a free event on February 29th as well. So come check me out. I have, and tonight, let's not forget tonight, um, I have a podcast show um, on my page. So make sure you connect with me on, at, on Instagram at Justice Jules, and you'll be able to get, get a taste of what I'm all about. You say tonight, which, 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 tonight. which is it at tonight? It's going to be my, it's going to be on my new podcast show called What's Really Real. And so I put the banner up on my page, I believe the other day, it's, it's a brand new show. I'm super, super excited. 
Uh, we tape in New York, so we're going to do a lot of street team. We're going to do a lot of um, bringing a lot of audience members, new and fresh guests. So I'm super, super excited about that. And it's going to air tonight on Facebook Live and Instagram Live on at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So is this a, did you say it's a podcast? It's a podcast show. Um, a show that airs where we tape out of uh, out of Brooklyn, actually, out of the studio, our studio in Brooklyn, and it's an amazing new show. I'm super, super excited. Um, so just make sure you change, you tune in today. It's going to be streaming from my Facebook page, Dropping Jewels, um, for for the as well as the links of where else it's streaming is also on my page as well. So you'll be able to connect from my page if you go on there today at 6 p.m. Will they have, you have audio and visual? Yes, we will. We'll have audio and visual. Visual. <laughs> visual. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have, we'll have both. And it's great because I love the studio setting. Um, so it's just, a, the energy is just amazing. I'm super, super I can't even wait till the weather breaks because I'm, you know, I'll be out, you know, interviewing people now, but definitely even more so and more skits there's going to be it's just going to be a ton of uh, fun 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 um topics as well as very uh, inspirational topics motivational topics educational topics today we're going to be speaking about emotional agility it's going to be extremely interesting and so make sure you tune in today for this it's going to be a, a very spirited conversation to say the least <laughs> It sounds sounds very interesting. It definitely sounds interesting. It's something I definitely want to check out. Yeah. So, you know, what's the message? Because, you know, you've done, again, you've done so much. You've accomplished so much. What would be the message the current you would have for you at 18? I would say the message that I have, would have for my 18-year-old self is to keep going and just know that, things are going to get so much better and just oh, some, I would offer my, just myself just even more words of encouragement. In addition, I would be more focused on my vision board. I think that, um, you know, I was good at having a vision board, but I could have even been better. So I would say for offer that advice to a lot of young people, a lot of young people now is to create your vision board. So you have a model of what it is that you want and some, a clear focus and you can, then accomplish your goals even quicker. So make sure you get your vision board intact. That's something I need to do. <laughs> it's, it makes a world difference in your subconscious mind when you see your goals every day. It really does push you and propel you forward. So, you know, once you get it up, you'll definitely, you know, love it. And I can't wait to see it. I hope you share it with me too. Yeah, my um, my wife, she always like getting on me about planning and mm -hmm. she's, a, she's a big plan. I'm, uh, I well, you guys could do a vision board together too. That's another thing. I always um, think families are, it's amazing to have a family vision board too. You know, the kids can put their items on there as well. So it's, it can be a, a whole full, you know, a full family activity. Yeah, that's something I should look into. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I think I'm gonna talk to her about that. I think she'll like that. I think so. I think, you know, I think that'll be a, a nice, fun family activity um, to do. I mean, definitely now it's great with a, some, a cup of hot cocoa and on a Sunday, you know, afternoon or something, kind of get some old magazines and, and, and have a, a fun 
a fun time and just kind of enjoy one another. And then also see maybe with something that the kid, you, you didn't even realize the kids wanted to do or liked, and they put it on the vision board. I'm sure that would be really interesting and fun too to, to see. That's something I'm going to introduce. I'm gonna introduce it. Well, I definitely want to thank you for doing this. Um, I know you got a lot on your plate. You got so much going on. So for you to make time to do this, I truly appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. And, I appreciate it. And, and definitely, before I forget, I just definitely want to um, congratulate you on all your success. Um, you know, over, you've overcome so much. So just to see you striving and, and succeed, it's, a, it's an honor. So congratulations. Thank you so much, my brother. I appreciate you. You have been a great supporter and, and vice versa, you know, um, and we have to uplift one another. It's all about each one teach one mentality. And, you know, once we help one another, then we can move forward. And let's make sure we can tell the people how to follow you, like on social media, Instagram, things like that. You can follow me on Instagram at JusticeJewels, J-U-S-T-U-S-J-E-W-E-L-Z. And I'm also available to follow on Facebook, actually. Be my Facebook friend at uh, Dropping Jewels with a Z. Okay. Again, thank you. Um, I want to take this time also to thank my sponsors, First Gen Fly and Chain Entertainment. And I also want to take the time to thank you all for listening to this podcast and the other podcasts I produce. Um, thank you again, and you all have a great day.